Radio 92.3, WNRP, Golf Breeze, Milton, Pensacola. From the war front to the White House, I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. Ukraine's President Volodymyr Zelensky will be in Washington today. It'll be President Zelensky's first trip outside Ukraine since Russia invaded nearly 10 months ago. Zelensky tweeting that he's en route to Washington to ask for more help. He tweets, on my way to the U.S. to strengthen resilience and defense capabilities of Ukraine. In particular, President Biden and I will discuss cooperation between Ukraine and the U.S. I will also have a speech at the Congress and a number of bilateral meetings. Fox's Marianne Rafferty. Zelensky got a standing ovation addressing Congress via video back in March. There's another $45 billion in U.S. military, another aid for Ukraine, and a $1.7 trillion spending bill Congress is trying to approve by Friday. Senate Republican Leader Mitch McConnell. Assistance for the Ukrainians to defeat the Russians. That's the number one priority for the United States right now. But other Republicans oppose the bill is too big. Senator James Langford tells Fox. And the argument will be is it could have been worse. Uh, it could have been even larger, but we were able to negotiate down. It'd be like someone being on a diet and going to a hundred item buffet and saying I only ate 85 of the items. I didn't <laughs> eat all 100. And so it wasn't as bad as it could have been. Republicans also opposed what a Democrat-led House committee did, voting to make public former President Trump's tax returns. This was never about being punitive. Ways and Means Committee Chairman Richard Neal Multiple reports on the returns to the former president paid little or no federal taxes in several of the six years released between 2015 and 2020. Winter starts later today, and it feels like it. Windshield warnings stretch from Washington State to the Dakotas to Alabama, and airlines are urging travelers to change flights ahead of stormy weather across the U.S. Thursday and Friday that could cause a lot of cancellations. There's a new COVID milestone. 100 million total cases in the U.S. in this pandemic, and the Johns Hopkins tracker, though, maybe a lot more with unreported home testing these days. America's listening to Fox News. It all started with the brutal murder of a young married couple. Now, more than 40 years after the couple was found, investigators and forensic genealogists are cracking the case wide open to uncover a stunning second mystery. Where's the baby? I said, well, wait, he had a baby? We crossed the country speaking with victims' families and those close to the case as we ask, what about Holly? I just want to know what happened. Available on foxnewspodcasts.com and wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Get all of your favorite Fox News podcasts commercial-free on Apple Podcasts with Fox News Podcasts Plus. From Dana Perino, Kennedy, Ben Dominich, The Duffies, and many more. Subscribe now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. The Fox News Rundown, a contrast of perspectives you won't hear anywhere else. Your daily dose of news twice a day. Featuring insight from top newsmakers, reporters, and Fox News contributors. Listen and subscribe now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. That massive $1.7 trillion spending bill in Congress includes $850 billion in defense spending. Perhaps some of that money will deal with issues with now-grounded B-2 bombers. Pentagon Press Secretary Brigadier General Pat Ryder says the Air Force grounding its fleet of B-2 bombers does not make the U.S. vulnerable in any way. On any given day, at any given time, there is going to be aircraft, ships, forces on the ground available to confront any threat that we may have, wherever it may pop up. So uh, no vulnerabilities at this time. The Air Force pausing operations on the B-2 bomber following an emergency landing in Missouri. Ryder not commenting on what he called pending legislation when asked about the Senate's passing of the defense bill that would roll back the military's COVID-19 vaccine mandate, telling reporters, as always, the Department of Defense would comply with the law when it's the law. 
Kristen Goodwin, Fox News. Speaking of vaccine mandates, a federal appeals court keeps in place a ruling blocking a requirement for federal contractors to get the shots in Louisiana, Mississippi, and Indiana. Legal action in as many as half the states fully or partially block the contract mandate. As those challenges continue, the Biden administration is not enforcing any vaccine requirement. The prevailing judge's ruling found Congress had not given the president the authority to set a vaccine vaccine condition in contracts. Grinnell Scott, Fox News. On Wall Street, stock futures rising up more than 200 for the Dow. The day after the Dow gained 92 points, the Nasdaq went up just one point. There's big baseball news. A free agent who had agreed to a massive contract with the San Francisco Giants is going to play for the New York Mets instead. Numerous reports have shortstop Carlos Correa agreeing to a 12-year deal worth $315 million with the Mets. Correa's bigger as a deal with the Giants reportedly fell through over medical concerns. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. Good morning, 505. It's News Radio 92.3. Right now, we do have uh, mostly cloudy skies. It is 48 degrees in Pensacola. A Pensacola man now charged for a shooting over the weekend in Scambia County. 33-year-old Kiri Alexander Walker charged with attempted homicide in possession of a weapon by a convicted felon. He remains in jail on $40,000 bond. Now, that shooting happened on Saturday at a home on Frisco Road. The victim grazed in the leg by one of the shots. Florida Highway Patrol still searching for the driver of a truck that they say hit a man on an electric skateboard. That happened exactly one week ago. Uh, 20-year-old Jeremy Willis was hurt. He continues treatment for a knee injury he sustained in that crash. His wife has a message for the driver that put them in the position. How can you leave the scene of an accident knowing that you hurt someone and live your life every day like it was nothing while we're sitting here, there, uh, physical therapy appointments, doctor's appointments, orthopedic appointments, emergency room, and uh, ambulance, Florida Highway Patrol, everyone is involved. It has completely changed our life, and you're out there living every single day like it was nothing, and you don't even, you're acting like you don't even know what happened. That's not okay. Willis and his wife talked with Channel 3 about how this accident has affected their lives. And troopers say that suspect was driving a dark brown pickup truck and may have driver's side damage. If you have any information, contact FHP or you could call Crime Stoppers. An Alabama woman now facing charges for a violent outburst that happened at the Miami International Airport. Camelia McMillie was arrested yesterday, allegedly. She threw a computer monitor at a gate agent. Police say the 25-year-old was upset when she lost track of her two kids, demanded the American Airlines gate agent find them. The gate agent was hit in the shoulder but not seriously hurt. McMillie caused over $10,000 of damage at that airport. She's facing charges including aggravated battery. Police say the children had apparently gone to the restroom. They were found safely. Florida Senator Rick Scott calling the $1.7 trillion omnibus spending package an inflation bomb. He's urging his Republican colleagues not to support it. The Democrats have been able to do this in the past. They're going to do it next year. We'll be in the exact same position next year because we have allowed them to get away with it. This has got to stop. We've got to say we came up here to be fiscally responsible and watch your money. If you look at the inflation that's happening right now, inflation is caused by one thing. Reckless government spending. And during a news conference with reporters yesterday, Scott says 
They received the bill at 128 on Tuesday morning, and they're expected to know everything that's in it, even though it's three times the size of the Bible. Let's get a look at our Channel 3 forecast. This is meteorologist Brooke Richardson with your first morning weather update. It's going to be a chilly day out there today with a high near 58 degrees, 10% chance of a stray shower, otherwise mostly cloudy skies. Overnight tonight, temperatures dropping into the 50s for low. For Thursday, we are going to have highs topping out near 65 degrees, then showers move in late in the day. After that, we are going to see a big cool down, temperatures dropping into the 20s overnight Thursday. Stay connected to the Channel 3 News First Morning Weather Team. Download the WEAR-TV weather app. This is Brooke Richardson for the First Morning Weather Center. Thank you, Brooke. Right now, it is 48 cloudy skies in Pensacola, 49 in Gulf Breeze, 47 in Milton. Our next news at 5.30 and breaking news anytime. News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Wake up with Andrew McKay and the Pensacola Morning News from 5 to 9. Then, it's Lifestyle Talk with Jenna Barr and Pep Talk from 9 to 11. Talk politics and current events with Brian Kilmeade from 11 to 1. Become debt-free with Dave Ramsey from 1 to 4. Then, drive home with Bobby Rossi and Pensacola right now from 4 to 7. On News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Good morning, Pensacola. Andrew McKay and the Pensacola Morning News starts right now. Florida back in 2010. <clears throat> I've been in business all my life and I didn't start out with money so I had to go to banks and I had to go to investors to start the companies I started. So if I went to a bank and I said to them give me a bunch of money and here's the documents you have to sign and you'll have 24 hours to read them. What do you think the chances I would have gotten any money? money. If I went to an investor and said this is what you have to sign you've got 24, 48 hours to read it but you have to sign it and I want your money. You think they give it to me? No, they wouldn't have given it to me. Senator Rick Scott talking about the budget deal and basically complaining that the way we do business in D.C. is, uh, what's the word I want? Insane. It's it's genuinely insane. Hey, look, you're not going to be able to read these 4,000 pages in the time a lot before you're going to have to vote on it. But just trust us. It's all good. Hey, after we pass it, we'll find out what's in it, right? The Pelosi model. So he was trying to explain how, and, you know, in obvious terms that in the real world, like the not government world, not the inside the beltway world, that in the real world, nobody does business this way. So if you if you went out and hired somebody to help you buy something um, and a lawyer or you had a financial planner helping you review an investment and they said, look, we don't, I don't have time to read it, but you should just sign it. And maybe afterwards we'll know what's in it. You would fire the lawyer or you would fire the financial planner. Nobody leads their personal life the way our federal government is operating. Exactly. And yet, this is how we're supposed to have this since September. They're supposed to be, you know, and look, it's 
there, there's a little bit of an unfair analogy here because it's not like he's going to personally read the 4,000-page bill, even if they give him an extra week, right? But at least a week gives you enough time to task it out to staffers or something, and then when they comb through it and find stuff that they have questions about, he can go back and read those parts, become more informed, ask questions, right? Just anything to do basic diligence on the document. And the point is, it's just not possible in this time frame. We get a bill that should have happened before September that we all should have had plenty of time to review. We get a bill at 128 in the morning that's three times the size of the Bible. The Bible might have a lot of interesting stories, but I've tried to read the entire Bible straight through a bunch of times. It's hard. Think about it. We have to, we'd have to read it three over three times between now and Friday night. <laughs> and it is not as compelling as the Bible for sure. 4,155 pages, 7,500 earmarks, right? And how many people, when you go back home and you say, I, you know, I supported 7,500 earmarks for things that, that they would not spend their money on, that people would say, oh, you should, you should reelect those people. We can't keep doing this. And, and I've been up here four years. We're going to keep doing this. And if the point of legislating rationally is that you can then turn around and explain or justify your behaviors and all of your votes to your constituents, who are the ones ultimately that their consent is the basis of your authority to govern over them, I mean, it's sort of like our founding principle, uh, that if you can't do that, then we shouldn't be doing business this way. And same thing here is there's no possible way that anybody goes home and faces a town hall and is like, so here's what I did. Uh, I signed off on a bill that's 4,000 pages long with 7,500 earmarks that I didn't read that I can't explain, but we had to do it or, or else the government would collapse. I mean, nobody votes for that. Nobody says, well done, good job. <laughs> what they would say is, you know, fix that problem. Get that working properly. Come on, you guys can do a lot better than this, and that's the point. If you look at the inflation that's happening right now, inflation is caused by one thing, reckless government spending. $31 trillion of the debt. If anybody's buying a new house and you look at the mortgage has gone up to over 6%, okay, that's caused because we have $31.5 trillion of the debt and we keep running deficits. If you look at the inflation, which has been about 14% since Biden got elected, it's because we haven't lived within our means. Okay. I, I hate to quibble, but this is actually one worth quibbling. It's not the last part. The last part's right. It's, it's this part in the beginning that he gets wrong. I well, I mean, not, he gets this wrong. If you look at the inflation that's happening right now, inflation is caused by one thing, reckless government spending. And no, <laughs> unfortunately. I mean, well, depends on what you mean by inflation. If what you mean by inflation is the technical definition of a high supply of money that is there, you know, that is there for generating spending and an increase in prices. Uh, okay, I mean, if that, but that's not what he means. To the average person, what he's saying is that the prices going up that you see every day on everything is a result of government spending only. It's the only that's the problem. He's absolutely correct that government spending uh, and fiscal policy both have a factor that they play, significant factor that they play in inflation. But that's not the only thing driving inflation. I can't believe I'm going to be the guy to defend Joe Biden, at least a little bit, but I am. Because, you know, if he's even partially right about something, you've got to be honest about what he's partially right about. And inflation is caused by at least three things. There may be other factors, but at least three things are going on when it comes to inflation right now. One, clearly government policy. No doubt, no dispute. Amen. That's true. 
Two is, and here's the part that this just pains me, there is some truth in the idea that the Russian invasion of Ukraine generated a ripple in the energy supplies and other things, uh, and that that has had a consequence in terms of the price of stuff. Now, the price of gas was going up before Ukraine got invaded, so it's not entirely due to that. And, the, you know, and what Biden lies about is he says it's all due to Putin and supply chain issues. We'll get to that in a second. Um, and doesn't want to talk about government spending. But no, there's, there's some truth to that. It's not as big a slice as the Biden administration wants to claim, but there's something. And then the third one, I just mentioned it, is supply chain stuff. And that's COVID. COVID screwed up the whole world's economy. Because, and not to, you know, like mansplain what you guys I think already understand because we've talked about it so many times, but it's, you know, just in case for people who haven't heard, uh, when you have a demand that's fairly constant for a commodity or a bunch of commodities, and then all of a sudden massive changes in the way society operates drop demand for that thing, the people who make that thing stop making it or make less of it. If then you open back up a society and demand surges for that thing, but they're not making very much of it, and it's going to take them time to make more of it, like, say, semiconductors for, for automobiles. What happens to the price of commodities in that affected market is they go through the roof, which is what happened to car prices. So the higher cost of a car is not because direct, not as much because of government spending, uh, nor is it because of the invasion of Ukraine. It's genuinely because of COVID and behavior slash government policy related to lockdowns, dwindling demand, and so forth. At, you know, a drop and then a jump, and there you go. That's inflation. So it's three things. It's not just governmental policy, and especially not just governmental fiscal or budgetary policy or money supply issues. It's just so I'm, I'm quibbling, but it's important to say. And, and to, to kind of prove this point, this is something that I haven't talked about uh, before, but I was kind of curious. It's the kind of thing that I hadn't thought of before, but it's, you know, because I thought of it, I wanted to share it with you. If you looked at government policy alone, you look at the United States inflation rate, which is about 7%, right? Seven uh, year over year for November. Um, if you look at that same rate, what are we in comparison with the rest of the world? Just take a guess. I mean, you know, answer the question in your, in your car. Is, are other countries in the world having the same kind of inflationary problems that we're having? Worse? Better? You know, how is the whole world doing? Because if it's just government policy, which it's not, you kind of, and I know the tendency is to think 7% inflation really sucks and blame Biden for it, okay? Which is a very, that's a very Republican answer. Uh, it's an understandable answer. I don't think that's entirely a fair answer, even though that's been my perspective on inflation for a long time. Because if you look around at the rest of the world, here's what you see. We are middle of the pack on inflation. There are some countries who are doing way better than we are. Switzerland is at 3%. Japan is at 3.5%. South Korea is at 5 India is at almost 6 Brazil, France in the 6th vicinity. Spain, almost 7 Canada, almost 7 Okay, they're doing better than we are at inflation. But you also have Australia at 7.3%. Mexico at 78 The Netherlands at 10 Germany at 10 The European Union, generally that vicinity is in the 10 range. The UK is at 11 Italy's at 12, Russia's at 12. They don't really count because they're doing such crazy things. And and by the way, in the grand scheme, seven is not so bad compared to Argentina. They just won the World Cup, 92% inflation year over year. That uh, Prices doubled in a year in, in Argentina, 
Just, just, and, and I'm not saying that seven percent's not bad. I'm just saying that the perception that you know Biden is incompetent and terrible, and that's why we have inflation, or that Democrats are incompetent and terrible, and that's why we have inflation. Well, like, you know, looking around the world, there are a lot of countries that are doing significantly worse than we are, and there are a lot of countries that are doing significantly better than we are. And so it's not like you, uh, America uniquely stands out as this place where government policy has ruined the economy. Just uh, anyway, it doesn't mean you can't be upset about inflation. It doesn't mean you can't lay blame for the things that we did stupidly. Just it's not only Biden, just like it's not only government policy. I know it's painful to say, but it is true. You got to be honest and you're doing your assessments. 520 on News Radio 92.3. I'm Andrew McKay. Dell Technologies Days of Deals for Business start now with fresh, limited quantity deals on tech to drive productivity. Save on select performance laptops and desktops powered by 12th Gen Intel Core processors. Don't forget special pricing on the latest monitors, docks, and accessories, plus free shipping on everything and special financing with Dell Business Credit. Call a Dell Technologies advisor at 877-ASK-DELL. That's 877-ASK-DELL. <coughs> when a cold comes on strong, <coughs> knock it out with Vicks Dayquil Severe for max strength daytime relief. Just one dose of Vicks Dayquil Severe starts to relieve nine of your worst cold and flu symptoms to help take you from nine to none. Power through your day with Vicks Dayquil Severe, the daytime non-drowsy, coughing, aching, fever, sore throat, nine to none medicine. Use as directed. Stream us online at newsradio923.com or download the News Radio Pensacola app. But I think that the most likely reason of all may have been that his heart was two sizes too small. Snow, 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 snow. snow. It won't be long before we'll all be there with snow. Snow, snow. I want to wash my hands, my face and hair with snow. Ew. <laughs> did we both? Did we, jinx. That's nice. Oh, man. We both ewed. <laughs> I want to wash oh, I call my her an idiot. hands, yeah. my hair, my face with snow. snow. You know, when, when Peggy Lee is singing it, there's something delightful about it. But then when you actually think about it. Yeah, idiot. No, no. Also cold. Ow. Yikes. I know. Plus, no. you're going to get burned on your face. Yeah, that's not fun at all. Uh, I don't know what they were thinking, but okay, yuck, fine. Whatever. Yuck, yuck, <laughs> yuck. <laughs> if you do it with that kind of a voice, you know, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, right. 523 on News Radio 923. Good morning. I'm Andrew McKay. It's Pensacola Morning News. Candy Cullerton is here with me, and David hey. Wayne is in the newsroom with our headlines. David? Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky visiting Washington, D.C. today. It's his first trip outside of Ukraine since the Russian invasion started. He'll be meeting with President Biden in the Oval Office and addressing a joint session of Congress. A major winter storm spreading those Arctic cold temperatures all across the U.S. this week. Uh, forecasters are calling it a bomb cyclone. Sounds really scary. I think it's just another word for blizzard. But uh, it's moving <laughs> from the right. west to the east coast, and it should cause uh, yeah, a massive blizzard in the Midwest. And, of course, we'll get some freezing temperatures here as well. And uh, this next one is pretty passionate for me, Andrew. Uh, Let me wait, wait, wait. Before you do it. Yes. Wrestling? No. Oh. Not at all. Okay. No. Uh, Did Titanic. Did you know wrestling while I was gone? You're a Titanic fan? Uh, well, here's the thing. You remember the end of the movie Titanic? No. Rose, what happens? 
Rose and Jack are on the door. And Is the she, ship sink? She kicks him off the door, right? I, lo- I have long believed Jack could have survived on that door. Well, he's there was room. There yeah. was room I mean, for two that on big, that door. Right? But Titanic director James Cameron says he wants to settle the debate once and for all. So he has commissioned a study to find out if Jack could have survived on the door with Rose. But he says stunt people and hypothermia experts recreated the scene. And he is claiming that only one of the two could have survived. But he commissioned the study. He made the movie. I don't believe it. There's supposed to be a National Geographic episode or something coming out with all of this, too. Oh, cool. So, you know, we can watch... What, paid stuntmen die almost? Mm-hmm. And uh, with their external and internal probes, as I remember the story. <laughs> I like it. That's what you're passionate about, that though, is, the end yeah, of that's the thing you picked? <laughs> okay. Good to know. Excellent. Well done. <laughs> David, thank you for the update. Anytime. Are you and Kelly going to write that into your vows? <laughs> 525 News Radio 92.3. Right. Oh, my goodness. It's good to have you back, Andy. Oh, it's nice <laughs> to be back. Yeah. My husband has an eye appointment once a month, so I'm gone two days a month. But. No, it's it. It's just uh, your laugh is the part. Oh that I, yeah, right. I, uh, it was weird. Like Gracie sounds good, and then Bobby oh, sounds yeah. good, and then Jenna sounds no, good. All and, fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, wow. But but there's only one candy. Oh well, yeah. Five twenty-five <laughs> on News Radio ninety-two-three. I'm Andrew McKay. Dell Technologies Days of Deals for Business start now with fresh, limited quantity deals on tech to drive productivity. Save on select performance laptops and desktops powered by 12th Gen Intel Core processors. Don't forget special pricing on the latest monitors, docks, and accessories, plus free shipping on everything and special financing with Dell Business Credit. Call a Dell Technologies advisor at 877-ASK-DELL. That's 877-ASK-DELL. When a cold comes on strong, knock it out with Vicks Dayquil Severe for max strength daytime relief. Just one dose of Vicks Dayquil Severe starts to relieve nine of your worst cold and flu symptoms to help take you from nine to none. Power through your day with Vicks Dayquil Severe, the daytime non-drowsy, coughing, aching, fever, sore throat, nine to none medicine. Use as directed. Fox News personality Brian Kilmeade, 11 to 1. After Pap Talk with Jenna Barr on News Radio 923. Informative, local, dependable. Let's recite the code of the elves, shall we? Number one. Treat every day like Christmas. Oh, little town of Bethlehem, how still we see the light. Above thy deep and dreamlessly, the silent stars go by. Yet in thy All right, I'm gonna um, I'm gonna tell you a story that there's a part of me, pretty substantial part, that thinks it's probably a mistake for me to tell you this story. But I don't. I, it's it. These are my favorite. <laughs> there's, like you try to back it up. There's no good way for me to tell you this story, but it is the news. Now, to, to give you some context, it is the New York Post, which means that you have no idea what you're going to get. Um, and in this case, it's a health warning that, um, oh, this is, there's, this is not for the kids, okay? But apparently, you know how people like to um, make themselves feel good? Yeah. Okay, I mean, in a physical way. Answer their own phone. Sure, sure. And apparently people um, 
have an almost limitless ability to come up with ways to work solo magic. That's right. That's right. Or um, objects with which. Yes. And they fell. You know how there's a Christmas tree. And you know how on that Christmas tree there are ornaments. Yes. Well, apparently around the holidays, there are numerous, thousands perhaps, of people who wind up going to see a doctor because of, let's just say, a mishap involving an ornament. Where they fell. Or a candy cane. Where they fell. That needs to be... um, They landed on it. Extracted. Mm Mm-hmm. From a place. And I'm looking at the x-ray of the candy cane and the bauble (laughs) before they have been extracted from the people who are, what was your expression? Working solo magic with themselves. That's right. And in Britain, apparently, um, (laughs) 13,000 cases in 2021 of... Inserted, quote, decorating items inside of bodies that needed to be dealt with. That's just the ones that needed attention. That's not the total of the events. So the advice is... um, (laughs) They have a list. I can't say it. (laughs) I so want to say it. Oh, man. Just, Just don't. Just don't. Because let's just say irregular shapes are not good for your body. Can I can I say it that way? Irregular shapes. You are absolutely good? can. Yeah. All right. Um, I used to volunteer with Camp Bluebird. I know you've seen Scrubs. Mm. There's not just a lost and found box in the surgical room. Oh, I'm sure. There's an ass box. <laughs> Any nurse will tell you that. And they I, always fell. I, I want fell. to. I want to have faith in humanity. I do. Um, but this does challenge that faith. This does challenge that faith. Not, not, not the. If it were one person, any one person could do any one dumb thing. Thousands of. Okay. It takes different strokes to move the world. Well, that is true in more than one way. David Wayne, what do you have coming up, sir? Pensacola's mayor says restoring access to the Naval Aviation Museum is a top priority. More after Fox. Fox News. I'm Chris Foster. Ukraine's President Vladimir Zelensky has left his country for the first time since the Russian invasion on a trip to Washington, D.C. The Ukrainian president to have an extended sit-down with President Biden. They're expected to have a strategic discussion on the way ahead on the battlefield. Then Zelensky is supposed to speak to members of Congress as they debate a spending plan that includes about $45 billion for Ukraine. Fox's Jill Nato. The Supreme Court is asked to delay the end of... Title 42 immigration restrictions allowing asylum seekers to be turned away until at least next Tuesday. The Biden administration acknowledges that lifting Title 42 will lead to a disruption and what it calls a temporary increase in unlawful border crossings. And they are asking that the immigration policy remain in place, but just a little bit longer, not indefinitely. Fox's Kevin Cork. America's listening to Fox News. Good morning, 531 News Radio 92.3. We've got cloudy skies. It's 48 degrees here in Pensacola this morning, and the city of Pensacola says they are all in on getting the National Naval Aviation Museum back open to the public, and that's not just lip service. This week, we have let the Navy know that the city of Pensacola is ready 
and willing to make whatever to do whatever we possibly can to be a partner, a supportive partner in um, whatever tactic they would take on to get the museum open. That is Mayor D.C. Reeves, and it's not clear what exactly that might involve as ultimately that decision up to Navy Higher Command. Last month, Senators Rick Scott and Marco Rubio wrote a letter to Navy Secretary Carlos del Toro and specifically requested a joint corridor project with FDOT to create a uh, public access roadway. A Pensacola man now charged for a shooting that happened over the weekend in Escambia County. 33-year-old Kiri Alexander Walker charged with attempted homicide and possession of a weapon by a convicted felon. He's still in jail on $40,000 bond. The shooting happened on Saturday at a home on Frisco Road during an argument. The victim apparently grazed in the leg by one of the shots. A Florida pilot using his skills to spread Christmas cheer. Nathan Minich took off from Lakeland Linder International Airport Sunday night and flew a flight pattern that looked like a Christmas tree. You can see the results of his four and a half hour flight. You can see the results of his four and a half hour flight at flightaware.com by searching for his tail number N6387F. I'm Trey Thomas. Now, the state making what the governor calls strategic investments in rural communities. Governor Ron DeSantis announcing yesterday the state has awarded $7 million to nine different communities across the state through the Rural Infrastructure Fund. The governor says the rural communities are the backbone of the state and strengthening their infrastructure strengthens the state as a whole. More than half of that money going to uh, Gretna and Gadsden County to extend water, sewer, and roadway infrastructure. Other communities uh, that are benefiting, Appalachiola, Belle Glade, Hardy County, Lottie, McClenny, Palatka, Suwannee County, and White Springs. And the Pensacola Little Theater and Clark Family Cultural Center going to be undergoing some massive renovations soon. They're hoping it'll be a complete resurgence of the building that's been up since 1911. We want to make sure that the theater has the biggest attention during this renovation. That's all new theater seats, new carpet, lighting, sound, acoustics. So we're going to make sure that that space matches the quality of the performances that are on the stage. Executive Director Sid Williams-Heath, he tells Channel Three, they've raised 2.5 of the $3 million they needed for those renovations. Let's get a look at our Channel 3 weather. It's going to be a chilly day out there today with a high near 58 degrees, 10% chance of a stray shower, otherwise mostly cloudy skies. Overnight tonight, temperatures dropping into the 50s for low. For Thursday, we are going to have highs topping out near 65 degrees, then showers move in late in the day. After that, we are going to see a big cool down, temperatures dropping into the 20s overnight Thursday. Stay connected to the Channel 3 News First Morning weather team download the weaar tv weather app this is brooke richardson from the first morning weather center right now cloudy skies 48 in pensacola 49 in gulf breeze 47 in milton our next news at six o'clock and breaking news anytime it happens i'm david wayne news radio 92.3 informative local dependable Pensacola right now with Bobby Rossi. Afternoons at 4. This is why young adults ages 18 to 29 are living with mom and dad. I'm serious. This is what they're saying. They're basically saying, look, I'd rather live in mom and dad's basement to be able to go watch Avatar and IMAX 3D and pay 20 bucks a ticket and not blink at it. And get popcorn. <laughs> and get popcorn. Exactly. I'm going to go to see Avatar 2 in the theater. and It's going to be 150 bucks for me to go by myself, but I can do it because I live with mom and dad in the basement. On News Radio 92.3. Informative. Local. Dependable. My husband, Alex Hussey, was hit by an IED in Afghanistan. I was point man in foot patrol, and I slept on the bomb. Lost my legs and my left hand in the explosion. And he suffered a severe traumatic brain injury. Yes. 
As America's veterans face challenges, DAV is there. There are so many mountains to climb, and we do it together. With the right support, more veterans can reach victories great and small. Seeing Alex learning how to snow ski, that's life-changing. DAV provides a lifetime of support to veterans of every generation, helping more than a million veterans each year. Alex did it. He skied down this mountain. That's something he won't forget. With the right support, there are no limits. To see him on that slope and smiling like that, we'll be taking this home. This has meant so much. Thank you, DAV. Alex Hussey, thank you for your service. Support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. Hey, this is Bobby Rossi. Happy holidays, and I wish you and your family a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. From all of us to all of you, Merry Christmas. We always want to do a little bit better, whether it's in our enforcement side or it's in our engagement side. We want to take that one step further. So, so we're kicking in doors and we're mentoring children. We're, we're doing a little bit of everything because we understand the importance of getting drugs off the street. We see that every day. And, and that's what we're going to continue to do. Uh, Sheriff Chip Simmons the other day doing a press conference about a drug bus. This is actually on Friday. A pretty big drug bust across five different houses in Escambia County where they uh, seized a ton, like a lot of fentanyl and guns and money and all kinds of other drugs as well. But I, I find that uh, I find that phrase good, like on the side of the cars. It's not going to say to serve and protect anymore. It's going to say to kick in doors and mentor children. <laughs> like I kind of like that as a, uh, as a new slogan or something for the sheriff's vehicles. Uh, Sheriff, is that the way we're going to be starting to do things now? We're going to have that new slogan. Is that it? Uh, we're doing a little enforcement and a little engagement. <laughs> enforcement, a lot of enforcement and engagement. And a lot of engagement. All right, fair enough. Obviously, that was from your press conference uh, where you're talking about these massive amount of drugs and guns and cash that you seized from five different homes over the course of about a week or so. Uh, the press conference was on Friday, so it was the week prior to that. But let's talk a little bit about this. Um, I, I guess maybe the thing to me that was surprising was that the houses were sort of all over the place. They weren't in just one part of town particularly. And so this one, I will call it, you tell me if I'm wrong, criminal network, criminal organization, the folks who are in these homes, they were all connected to each other? Yeah, I wouldn't say they were all connected to each other. Oh, okay. All right. Fair enough. This is just five search warrants over the course of a seven-day period. Okay. And and we just wanted to wrap it all up. The reason why we didn't put it out, you know, a little earlier, we had discussions about putting it out after two or three cases because we were, again, we're very proud of what the uh the narcotics unit's been doing uh but we didn't want to put the others on high alert because as you as you saw we we uh, seized a total of 15 guns and mm-hmm. we didn't want them to be you know vig- more vigilant than they than they already were and so we wanted to make sure that we got all of these search warrants that were prepared um, executed, and then we can talk about all of them collectively. Now, I know you say the phrase kicking in doors, but I know there are rules about serving warrants, and under some circumstances, I guess you're allowed to enter more aggressively. Other other circumstances, you correct me if I'm wrong anywhere in here, you have to knock, wait, and then enter, produce the warrant if the homeowner or whoever is there. 
was it a genuine kick in the door kind of scenario or was this a knock wait serve papers okay we come in that kind of thing yeah normally when you when you search a uh, when you conduct a search warrant uh, you'll knock and you'll announce and we we always do that we'll knock and we'll announce unless it's futile if if in a situation where we walk in uh, to a yard or a driveway and people are out front and they run into a door, we'll follow them in. We're yeah. not going to stop right there because the door's already open. Uh, but in, in, in this case, I was referring to the fact that there was a, a gate, you know, that they had, they had, they had placed a gate open that we, that we, that we went through okay. and, and took care of that. But yeah, it's, we will kick the door in, but, but we'll knock and we'll make sure that people understand that we're the, we're the police and, and you shouldn't be resisting us. And, and entering a place where people don't want you to be so that you can seize bad things and arrest bad people is all part and parcel of what you guys enjoy doing. It is, it is, it is necessary yeah. for what, for what <laughs> to protect our community. And it is certainly something that, that we have a long history of doing. Certainly those of us who've worked in a narcotics uh, business. I have a question about one of the, you, you talked in there about the, uh, what is it? The two milligrams of fentanyl is adequate to kill a person. Uh, and this was 1600 grams, if I'm doing the math right. And so 800,000 people, potentially this could have killed everybody in Northwest Florida had it gotten out. There's a part of me that I, I hear that and I know it's true. Okay. Obviously, mm-hmm. cause you're going by, you know, health guidelines on these things. There's also a part of me that thinks, come on, not. I mean, we're not seeing hundreds of thousands of people die. So why is it that with this very dangerous substance, and look, we played the, the, the tape from last week of this poor deputy in South Florida or Central Florida where she got a little whiff of it off of a dollar bill and they had to give her three Narcans to keep her alive. I mean, it's crazy the level of low exposure that can put your life in jeopardy. Why, and I know we see a lot of people die from this stuff, but why is it not? even more given the lethality of this stuff. Well, you know, we've been talking about the, the dangers of fentanyl around here for, for years now. Mm-hmm. And, and I had an opportunity to give them a, a conceivable um, outcome. And, and that's what, we, what I talked about. Yeah. Um, I'm not a scientist or a doctor. And so we, we went to DEA, who I presume had to send some sort of evaluation of this. And then we did the math. Yeah. Right. And so uh, I think what we wanted to point out was that, that this, we seized pills, the blue ones, the blue Christmas mm-hmm. pills, um, were actually already laced with fentanyl. But p- much of what we seized was pure fentanyl. It, it, it was like ripped off of the brick of fentanyl. Um, and, and, and there's no way that they know exactly how much is in each one of these things. So, so do, do I think that 800,000 people are, are, you know, we saved 800,000 people? Boy, I hope not. Right. I hope that's not, that's not the case. But, but it's, I, I want people to understand that this is a very dangerous drug, and you don't know how much could, could, you know, could um, be in each one of these particular pills. And the only way I felt like I could do that is do what, and we're not the only agency sure, that does I've this. Sure, I've seen we the just, same we, kind we, of yeah, thing, we, right? We want to just make sure that people understand just how much fentanyl this is and that it is in our community and how many people that it could potentially affect and that's why i was careful to say conceivably right this is a you know the lethal amount and, and and the amount that we took off the street certainly has an impact we certainly we sure hope and and you know clearly people go to pharmacy school in order to learn how to you know safely distribute right. and do whatever needs to be done to drugs and then these you know nitwits in their kitchens eating burgers and you know they got a baby running around somewhere and they're you know some mixing bowl they're trying to cut the appropriate safe amount of fentanyl into your methamphetamines i, I mean yeah your picture you drew, drew is pretty vivid well, well that's my, my fear is that is that there are there are teenagers and i know for a fact teenagers are overdosing uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know here in, in in our town 
um, my fear is that some of them are, are, are seeing these pills and they think that there's, they're from some medical facility right. or some manufacturer and they're professionally done, professionally measured out. And, and so I, I, I held up the, the pill press and just let them know what you're getting on in a club or what you're getting at a, at a party. Uh, it may well be from from the house down the street, and they have no idea how much they're putting in there, no idea how much, and because they have no regard for your safety. And and just one quick thing, that I just want to make sure this is clear to people. I know you were dealing with a particular uh, set of distributors that made their pills blue when they had the fentanyl in them, but you are by no means saying that just because a pill isn't blue, it's fentanyl clear. No, no, no. That is <laughs> absolutely, that's correct. Right. And, I, and I just want to make sure people didn't draw that conclusion, like, oh, it's a blue, it's, not, it's a white pill, so yeah, it must be fine. Yeah, only the blue ones yeah, are bad. No, no, no. There's there's all sorts of colors, and uh, why is, these were blue, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm certain that they didn't do it for Christmas. <laughs> right. You know, but but I, I just, we wanted to make sure that people... Um, you know, people understood that they're just very dangerous. And again, if you don't think that this pill industry, this fentanyl industry is, is dangerous, um, uh, you know, take a look at the guns that we seized. Right. And, you know, then the money and then the, the fact that this was five search warrants in our community and um, we probably could do 20 more. We've had a couple of incidents in the last uh, basically over the weekend. One involved somebody going towards a house with a machete. I don't know why machetes have become the thing in the last couple of years. Seems like there's been several of these stories, but goes toward a house and then gets shot is that or are we still not sure well we're we're still investigating okay. it that is that is part of what we had had been reported to us that there was an altercation uh, one individual allegedly had a machete the under, other individual certainly had a gun mm-hmm. and and shots were fired an individual has been hit and and our investigators as of yesterday when I talked to them we're still uh, discussing that with with potential witnesses and with the victim and the suspect. So, um, you know, if it's a case of self-defense, obviously there will be no charges. If it's something that we feel like was not reasonable, again, we have this conversation year after year, um, that, then then there will be charges. But at this point, uh, it's still it's still uh, subject to investigation. And we had another incident over the weekend where there was what I guess it was an argument that escalated and became a shooting. And I think you've got this person in custody now. Is that right? That's correct. We arrested uh, Kiri Alexander Walker. Um, he shot a dude in the leg, and over some sort of a disagreement, argument, and that he was he has been charged with that with that shooting. Okay, and that'd be an attempted homicide at the very least. I would assume. Well, yes. Um, I, I don't know exactly, but it will be at least attempt, at least aggravated battery, aggravated battery, okay, uh, or and or attempted homicide. All right, very good. Um, you guys are doing uh, a shop with a cop, right? That's today. Yeah, but, but know, not. But it's not at the Walmart anymore. It's not the Walmart anymore. Well, the shopping was t- was done at the Walmart, okay, and it was a gotcha. big operation, and we did have some kids there, so technically it was. Consultants. But but for the most part, because of COVID, we stopped doing the shopping, and we decorated our, our office downstairs, our big conference room downstairs, as a uh, what we call a winter wonderland. Uh, in which the weather will help us out in the next couple of days uh, to give that effect. But um, right now, we're just going to have about 55 to 60 kids that are going to come up there. Uh, Deputy Ken Simmons does a really good job of raising money and um, and then going shopping. And the, the, the men and women of the Scambia County Sheriff's Office just enjoy buying the buying the presents they all have a list they have a name they have a list of the toys that they that they feel like they wanted the kids wanted and then we're going to give them that opportunity this afternoon probably start about 12 o'clock that's cool it's kind of funny we call it shop with the cop even though it's really more just like you know toys at the sheriff's office kind of like how we talk about like you know in radio i've got that on tape i mean it's on my computer there's no tape (laughs) anymore
Yeah, we always have things that that you know, from historical perspective, we still we still use those that terminology, and you have to know where it came from. When when I started at the Pensacola Police Department, we would have actual cards that they would they would push into like a time time card type okay. thing. Okay, and then and we would say over the radio, "Stamp me a card." I'll be out with a with a vehicle accident. Like when you go something. to an incident. Okay. Yeah, and then they'll stamp it once when you when you get the call, once when you arrive, and once when you're finished. So they'll you know we'll say stamp me a card all the way through. Okay. They'll, they'll so that was the tracking mechanism, and you still yeah. say that over the radio? I, um, I, in my mind, I still I still <laughs> say that, but um, I I don't think that they say it as much anymore. But okay. probably some of the old guys when we get together at the at the Pensacola Police Department, we'll we'll talk about stamping a card. That's funny. Well, I mean, even when we started, we used to say at the at the old police station on on Alkanes, there used to be an area. There, I guess they called the stables because when I was there, they when you got gas in your car, you'd go to the stables. What? And and the stables? I, I'm assuming it was when you had horses, oh. you, would, you would go and feed your <laughs> feed your horse over at the stables. So I, I don't know if they still use that, but but we so we, you go we gas up it. at the stables. We, yeah, we'd be in route to the stables to to get fuel up or something. All so right, it, right. it was just an area. It was an area. There wasn't any horses there when I was when I started. <laughs> it was just an area. All right. Well, I'm looking forward to the new paint scheme, the one that says uh, kicking in or gently knocking on doors with a warrant and also giving gifts to children. It's not quite as pithy when you say it that way. Kicking doors and, and men- mentoring children sounds better. Well, I mean, you know, we're kind, but we're serious. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Sheriff Chip Simmons, always a pleasure, sir. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Uh, we'll see you in January. You bet. Y'all take care. Absolutely. 549 here. I love that that they still Wait, call... I don't get chipped next week? Uh, No. Because I'm, I'm out. And, I know you're out. And sometimes the regulars here. just prefer to take a week of, of their own off <laughs> if I'm out. So, you know. Had it not occurred to you, I might be curious as well. Okay. About sorry. Our, okay. You know, there you go. <laughs> Thanks for speaking for me. I'm just kidding. No, that's great. They do yeah. such a great job. I love that. I, I love that thing about how this, like the back lot of the PPD headquarters is a place they used to call the stables because that's where you used to keep. The, the horses, horses. is that and cool? then they put the gas station in that vicinity or whatever and you know i i you know i'm i the exact history of it i'd be kind of curious about but the idea of that is a funny thing like i gotta go gas up at the stables and that's not even a gas <laughs> pump that exists anymore <laughs> that's but what they call you know it, you, sure. you keep saying things over time sure. because i still call it the bay center it, yeah right yeah. I, it, and that's <laughs> so, relatively recent right uh, yeah four three seven sixteen twenty if you're in the market for a good vehicle frontier motors great place to start that process they've got a really good selection and the reason i say that is because you know, what typically happens is, you know, you got to go here for this one car and there for that one car and there for this one car, especially if you're shopping used because you never know what any individual place is going to have. And instead of that, just go to Frontier and look at their samples because what you're going to have is a variety of sedans and a variety of pickups and a variety of sports cars. And then right all side by side, basically, you can compare them, how they look, how they feel. You can drive several. And I strongly recommend don't just drive one. Don't just, you know, buy the first car you drive. You're like, "Ah, that's good enough for me. No, you're going to be in that car for a lot of your life. You want to be really happy with it. So side by side, compare several of them at Frontier Motors. They got about 300 cars and trucks and vans on the lot at any given moment, and you can compare several different ones. That's the idea. Serving the Pensacola community for more than 25 years behind the big buffalo on Beverly Parkway, be sure to tell them Andrew McKay says hi. A better air filter on your air conditioner is nice, but it isn't enough. It takes a lot more than that to clean the air that you breathe. This is Todd with Gulf Coast Air Care. On Wednesday's pep talk, we'll talk about how to keep pollen, bacteria, and other pollutants out of your lungs. Remember what I always say, if you don't have a good air filter, you are one. Let's talk Wednesday morning at 9.30 on pep talk. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. Tune in.
tuned to News Radio Pensacola on the FM dial at 92.3 and 95.3. Listen on the AM dial at 1620. Just another American who saw too many movies as a child. Another orphan of a bankrupt culture who thinks he's John Wayne, Rambo, Marshall Dillon. I was always kind of partial to Roy Rogers, actually. I really like those sequined shirts. What holiday movie was that? Speaking of sequin shirts. <laughs> oh, and I, I can't believe I am making myself pain by playing that song because I, I don't know how your music memory works, Candy, but my music memory is about three to four seconds long. You know, the one that like all day long I'm hearing that one little segment of yeah. a song over and over my head. And now you're hearing all day, all day yesterday. Yeah. That's all I had in my head. Like, I'm like, no, no, <laughs> make it go away. Aww. That is such a cool song. It, it takes me back. Yeah, the first yeah. hundred times. Yeah, that's true. 552 on News Radio <laughs> 92.3. David Wayne's in the newsroom with our headlines. David? The House January 6th committee releasing its final report today. They've interviewed more than 1,000 people, collected hundreds of thousands of documents. The report including transcripts of interviews and documents, uh, including emails, texts, phone records, and more. Uh, 9-11 Survivors Group says it'll be protesting the Masters Golf Tournament if members of the Saudi-backed Live Golf League are allowed to play. The head of the group, uh, 9-11 Families United, was highly critical of Tuesday's decision by the Augusta Golf Club to let Live players participate in next spring's Masters Tournament. And the New York is Times... It, is the protest... What's the protest over? Uh, because they're allowing people in the Live Golf League to play in the Masters Tournament. Okay, well, I figured the protest was over calling it the Masters tournament aha oh we're not supposed to say master bedroom you know we're not That's supposed true. to say master yeah. control unit we're not supposed to refer to anything that might hearken of the slave era so okay that's the, a big deal so the masters, insensitive yes the masters tournament is a little bit on the nose don't you think mm. it's very inssensitive I agree. story for my yep. transgressors oh shut on, okay but i can't believe that that's a huge deal i'll be waiting the for the players. next transgressors <laughs> memorial <laughs> right. i will <laughs> Uh, and the New York Times now being criticized after its famous crossword puzzle uh -huh. appeared to be in the shape of a swastika on the first night of Hanukkah. The New York Times so, oh, you haven't says... Seen, you weren't here yesterday. We no. covered this yesterday. Yeah, oh, I'll show my you. gosh. I'll, I'll pull up the picture from yesterday. The, uh, it's, it's amazing. Yeah, the New York Times says, though, it's just a common crossword design with a common spiral pattern. Yeah, it's not. I've done a lot of crossword puzzles, and I do the. I used to do the Sunday crossword at the New York Times because that's the best one in the universe, and I've never seen anything that looked like this. Of it's, course you did. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's, um, it's something. It's something, because I, I asked Gracie yesterday, I, I basically showed it to her, and I'm like, what do you see here? And she's like, oh, I can't say that on the air. <laughs> that sounds like Gracie. It's adorable. And I asked my son, and he's like, what's well, a swastika? <laughs> I said, he didn't have that same, you know, compunction about it. Here, here uh, here's the picture. Let me show you. Uh, okay. All right. Candy, I'm, I'm turning my laptop so you can see it now. Oh, that's a swastika. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a swastika. You can see it. <laughs> How do they not see that and go, ah, hey, it's Hanukkah? Well, and you're right. Or and not that's, to mention, or not do it. Right, or yeah. just not do it at all, but at least do it in, like, May, you know, or something. Just not do it on the first day of Hanukkah. On Was the it Kanye's birthday Hanukkah, yesterday? And the New York Times gave to me a swastika in the crossword. Kanye says. Oh, wow. You know, I, I actually hadn't looked at that picture until now. That is pretty blatant. And, and it's even <laughs> and it's even on the rotation. Yes. It's even on the 45-degree offset. Like, it's not just... 
you know, sometimes you'd see those things that are where the, the lines are all 90 degrees up and down. Right. Uh, East-West orientation. This is the Northeast-Southwest kind of orientation of this on the flags that you would see. It's, it's just, I mean, you know, I first, I wanted to give him a pass on this. When I first saw it, I'm like, I don't know how bad that is. The more I looked, I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> How could you? Yeah, it's pretty blatant. <laughs> you know, but then again, hey, then again, you know what this means? You can uh, see the, the New York the, Times. The Jews don't control the New York Times, right? See the ant. <laughs> Come on, what are you talking about? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I know, but you yeah, know, take that, just, Kanye. It's just it is, it is amazing. It is genuine, and they're like not. They're not. What's the? They haven't apologized yet, right? They they said no. no it's just fine. It's normal. Yeah, they're they're saying it's just a normal crossword design with the common spiral pattern. So there's no apology for it or anything like that. And and you know, Will Shorts, who is the all forever. Is he still doing it? I believe so. I don't think he's changed. Oh my God! Though, if you do Will Shorts as a Google search, you know what you get. All this story, it's all this. Oh, story. so I guess he is. Well, I don't know. I mean, I'm, you know, I don't want to assume that uh, he is Jewish or not. I'm. I, I would guess he is, but I don't know that for a fact. Uh, I, oh, I, I, no. Here, I got a, a snapshot here. Sam, Shorts is apology. Uh, who is also a Jew? So there mm-hmm. you go. Which, to be fair, okay, I always want to give the other side of the say uh, in any controversy. It's the kind of thing where as soon as somebody points out, you're like, oh, crap. But you can just be blind to something. Because sure. you, it, innocently blind to right. things. And, and he's been you don't doing this for that decades, right. Will Shorts has. And there's a really great documentary on oh, him. Oh, it's fantastic. I, I yeah. Of course you've seen it. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of my favorites. I love it. It's good. It's really good. You don't think crossword puzzles will be exciting, but it does. It's really great. And I, I can't it. see him doing that. Is that the same one where it's all the co- competition people? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And really then they're like, like at the end. All of a sudden <laughs> yeah. I can't think of the name, but yeah, no, it's, it's fantastic. Like like crossword giants or something. We're going to take a break. We'll be back. 5.57 on News Radio 92.3. In a world of payroll and HR services, things can get complicated. There are so many moving parts in business. At Avalon HR, we understand and we have your back. Join us on the Pensacola Expert Panel as we guide you through the complicated world of payroll and HR services. Running a business is busy work. Allow Avalon HR to work with you. Join us today on the Pensacola Expert Panel at 10. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92 3 AM 1620. Did you receive a call or message that mentioned Social Security and demanded immediate action? Did the caller know your Social Security number or other personal information and tell you that your Social Security number had been used in connection with the crime? Did you feel worried that your Social Security number might be suspended, your bank account might be frozen or seized, or you could be arrested? That is not the Social Security Administration. Social Security will not threaten you, demand your personal information, or instant payment email or text you pictures or documents, or use a real government official's name to gain your trust. Social Security does not accept payments by gift card, prepaid debit card, internet currency, or by mailing cash. Criminals use these forms of payment because they are hard to trace. Do not be fooled. Hang up. Ignore them. Report this criminal activity to the Social Security Administration Office of the Inspector General at oig.ssa.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. Wake Wake up with Andrew McKay in the Pensacola Morning News. Lifestyle talk with Jenna Barr and Pep Talk. Drive home with Bobby Rossi in Pensacola. We're having this conversation about the uh, the crossword puzzles for the like the New York Times. They're tough. And, and uh, the Sunday is not extra hard. The Sunday is actually a Wednesday difficulty. 
They get the easiest one is Monday to get you into the work week, and then right. Saturday is like makes you want to you know do horrible things to yourself because it's impossible. Um, I can do about to a Thursday Friday level. Okay. The, the, the Sunday is fun not because it's because it's big, but because there's always interesting things and the phrases and the the pattern and the overall. Yeah. That's what makes the Sunday an interesting. Especially one. this week. Listen on air at ninety two point three, ninety five point three, and AM sixteen twenty News Radio ninety two three WNRP Golf Breeze Milton Pensacola. Search for a hit-and-run driver continues. Also, lawmakers racing the clock to pass that omnibus spending bill to fund the government. One Florida senator calls it an inflation bomb. That more after Fox News.